All right, guys. Hey, welcome to our first podcast episode, episode number one of the Be Great With Your Money podcast. My name is James Anderson. I'm your host. I'm your facilitator at IamJDAnderson on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're at. That's at IamJDAnderson. Hey, look, guys, I'm super duper excited that we're going to be sharing some great information about finance on here. I mean, it's called Be Great With Your Actual Finances. Be Great With Your Money. So we're going to be providing all different types of values, tips, things that you need to get great with your money. So in this episode, episode number one, we're going to be talking about a few things. Number one, we're going to talk about why does people cringe at the word budget? You know, it's almost like putting alcohol in an open wound when people talk about budget. Let's jump right into it here. Hey, here's the first thing I want everybody to understand is that and I'm going to get this out and I want to I want to get this out up front because I think is we need to go here first before we even get started. Number 1 is that budget is not a bad word. So many individuals think that budget is just such a such 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 a bad word because when they hear budget, I'm going to tell you what they hear guys. When they hear budget, they hear this thing called lifestyle reduction, okay? Budget does not mean lifestyle reduction. Budget means actually getting on a physical plan uh, with your money and knowing where your money is actually going. So let me paint a picture for you. In any type of company that's worth their salt, I don't care if it's a restaurant, I don't care if it's a retail business, I don't care if it's a service-based business, no matter what type of business it is, you have this thing called a budget. Now, within that budget, it gives you the... um, the money that you're going to use for your operations, your payroll, uh, what you're going to use to reinvest in back in the business, et cetera, et cetera. No problem at all. I agree with that. But here's one thing I want just the average everyday everyday working person in America to really understand. When you hear the gurus or the financial... um, savvy people or the financially, you know, the people that's teaching finances, you know, you hear them say budget. We're not talking about lifestyle reduction. What we're talking about is getting yourself on a written plan, a written plan, meaning detailing out every single dollar that you might have out there, where it's going to, what you're going to be using it for, what is it for, where is it going to end up? And that's going to be very, very critical. So when I say budget, I mean, get just getting simply on a written plan within your household. I'm not talking about cutting your lifestyle. Now, in a lot of cases, a lot of people really need to cut their lifestyle because they're spending too much on lifestyle. And they ain't got the they ain't got no money in the bank. That's a whole nother problem. But what I'm talking about just the idea of budget. You know, we hear the word and we get nervous about it. You know, it's it's like lemon juice inside of a paper cup. We just kind of like we just cringe at the fact. It's like chalk chalkboard nails brand new done nails just screech against the board just ah. listen budget is a good thing because it's establishing a written plan see so many of us that so many of us so many of us so many of us you know now in the now in the days we drive we automatically turn our gps on for where we're going but 10 12 15 years ago people didn't use gps they you know they use maps and map quests and things like that i'm kind of dating myself a little bit and even before then you know you had the um the make a turn at the arbor drugs make a turn at the tree type of directions so 
if you're going to utilize, you know, the technology and things that's out there in your everyday life, just something as simple as driving to places that you already know that actually exist, but you still put the GPS on anyway, it's kind of giving you a step-by-step-by-step -by -step -by -step instruction on how to get there and where you're going to end up. And that's really what, that's what I call a written plan. You do A, you make a turn at A, you make a turn at B, you make a turn at C, you're going to end up at destination D. It's really simple when we put it in that regards. But when we say budget, so many people just take it all out of context. So let's talk about some strategies to kind of get yourself on a plan. Number one, it's very simple to make a budget, guys. It is super duper simple. Number one you want to bring, you want to list all your income, everything that you have coming into the household, you want to put it on one side of the page. So for 95 plus percent of Americans, that's the job. You know, if it's a single family household, that's the income coming in. If the, if, if, if it's multi, um, multi-income household, that's the income coming in. If you have businesses and such, it's just the income coming in. So you're going to have a certain dollar amount that you have actually coming in. So think about it. if you make, you know, $5,000 a month, you're going to have $5,000 on one side of the page. Now the work starts when you go to the other side of the page for most people. That's where you're actually going to start implementing the actual budgeting portion of this written plan. Okay. So you're going to put, you know, what is your housing expenses? You know, you want to start off with the port, with the important stuff, the important stuff I count as, um, you know, food, water, shelter, heat, um, those things and those things that's, that's really critical to your life that you can't really operate unless you have. So, you know, you need a roof over your head. You know, you need to uh, pay the lights. You know, you need to pay the gas bill to uh, heat your water, heat your house, all those things. You're going to list that stuff down. So you'll break it out as rent. You'll break it out as your utilities. You'll break it down as food. Next thing I want in the budget is what I tell most people, all the people that I work with, is that you have to put your transportation expenses and anything pertaining to you actually going to generate more income. And for most people, that's transportation. It could be uniforms. It can be supplies. It can be anything that you actually use to bring in income. So we handled the necessities, you know, your food, water, shelter. And then we handled your second necessities, which is actually your, um, that's the, the things that are going to. Um, help you create more money for most people that's transportation that might be uniforms that might be uh, PPE which is personal protection equipment with you know safety glasses steel toes you know different things like that that people have to spend money on on a regular basis to keep themselves um, in a proper uh, physical state transportation wise and both personnel wise for they can go and actually generate more income you know as we get to more techn technological um, jobs and a bit more you know a little bit more labor labor a little bit less labor intensive as opposed to the jobs of the old days you know it could be just something simple as you know um, your transportation and that's it all you got to do is make sure that you show up to work they provide you with a laptop they provide you with a phone and you're covered that's fine just make sure you list the next portion, anything that you have to um, use for generating your income that you primarily, your, your biggest source of income that you primarily have right now. Now, the third thing is we're going to go into what we call the creature conference. So that's the things that we can live without of, but we think we can't live without of, but we actually can live without of. So that'll be things like your cell phone bill, um, you know, internet access, um, you know, uh, you know, your, your budget that you spend on insurances and all those things like that. That's very important stuff, but life will kind of still go on if you didn't have it. So you're going to start listing those things down there. And then 
you're going to lay it all out dollar for dollar every single month what you're spending on do not cut corners on this if you got a 180 dollar cell phone bill put it down i mean it's probably a little high in my regards, but you put it down. It's $180. Put it down, put it down, put it down on a piece of paper. It's very simple, guys. Just start listing everything out. You know, remember, let's recap. We got our income on one side. We draw a line down the middle of a paper. Then on the right side, we start doing our budget. We got our food, water, shelter, clothing, all the necessities to live. And then we got our second portion of expenses, which is going to be everything that we actually need um, to go generate more income, so transportation, um, you know, anything that we need to actually go generate more money. And then thirdly, we start getting into like the creature comforts, you know, and um, that's, you know, things that you could live without of, but you necessarily don't. So that might be like health insurance. Sorry, I mean, health insurance might be counted up at the top, but, you know, we know a lot of people that live without health insurance. I mean, it was one point in time that I went without health insurance just because it was too expensive. But you got your um your insurances, you got your um your your communications, your cell phone, your home phone, your internet access. Um you got probably what you might spend on um entertainment a little bit, you know, like going out to eat and things like that. All other type of things that you're spending money on on a monthly basis, you want to put it down there. And I do mean I do mean 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 mean, mean. don't do, don't do not do not do not take this for granted. You want to put down even the things that you don't think is important to list. You want to put it on the budget. That's a critical, critical point, guys. That is so, 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 so important. You know, people might spend, i give you a prime example. Um, I know people that go to Starbucks. Nothing wrong with Starbucks. I like, Star well, I used to like Starbucks. But, um, you know, you might have... Um, Let's see, you might spend, I, I say the average cup of coffee at Starbucks might run you about three to four bucks. Nothing wrong with that, okay? If you want to spend that, that's fine. We're going to talk about that in later episodes. But if you spend three to four bucks a morning at a cup, for a cup of coffee, it might not seem very significant um, to you. However, it is very important to list it on a budget because the idea of the budget is to know where every dollar is actually going. So even if you spend three bucks a morning and you work in 20 days, that's only 60 bucks, you know, make sure you put it down on a budget. That is a critical, critical step. As we step through this, you're going to list every single thing. Now, when we get to the creature conference, you know, um, the, the, um, the Netflix, the eating now, the, um, things regarding around the, you know, like the Starbucks, the things I just mentioned, it's going to become a little bit trivial. It's going to even be a little bit hard for you actually to come up with you know, different things that you can actually put in play, but make sure that you list those things down. You know, it's so, it's so important that you put it down. And I'm, I'm stressing this and I'm harping on this because too many times we say, okay, I'm doing a budget. You know, I don't really have to put down uh, the, the dollar I spent at the vending machine. You do have to put that down. It has to be every single dollar. Okay. So you got your necessities, you got your things that you need to generate you more income listed down, how much it costs you on a monthly basis. And then lastly, what you got listed down is the actual creature comfort type of things in life, things that you can go with, you know, cell phone, home phone, internet access. Um, you got the cable bill, Netflix, Hulu plus eating out, you know, fun stuff, going shopping, all those things are listed then. Those are all listed now. Now, this is where I really want you guys to dig deep and have the aha moment. 
So after you listed everything that you have pretty much throughout a monthly basis with the things that we covered, you're, if you, if, if you're like most Americans, um, you're going to have a little bit of money left over. Okay. A lot of people are upside down, but they're only upside down because they don't really understand what's going on. They're upside down because they don't know where the money's going. They have the money, but they don't really understand where it's going. So after we list out the written plan and you put it down on paper, you might say, wow, I, I'm supposed to have $300 extra a month, $500 extra a month, $1,000 extra a month, $2,000 extra, extra a month. The numbers can get really high when you put it on plan. But the problem is, is that if we can't list it and if we can't directly call it out, then it's probably not that much of an important expense anyway. You see where I'm going with that? If we can't list it out in those three categories, meaning necessities, food, water, shelter, meaning the the next expenses that we have or what's gonna that we use to generate us more income, transportation is gonna be a huge one for a lot of people. And then lastly is the creature comforts. If we can't list that's I mean in, 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 in you know, your necessities too. I mean, you know, you include your children and stuff like that. If you have kids, make sure you put that stuff in there because you are spending money on that. But most people find that they have a percentage of income that they cannot account for. Let me tell you where that goes to. That goes to the actual um, impulse buying. Um, a lot of times it goes to lending other people money. Yeah, I said it. Um, family members and things like that. You you know, they hit you up every other month talking about they little short on rent. Can they get $200? Um, it comes in the form of, you know, uh, actually just kind of losing your money. I'm not going to go there in this episode, but some people do like to partake in different activities that cost you some money where it's kind of rigged up against the house, you know, i.e. casinos and things like that. Um, not really the best bang for your buck on what you get paid out, but it started going away for those, those, those excess things that come up that you don't really keep track of. And because you're just so used to having the money around, you don't really count for it. And that's why it's so important to have this budget or written plan in place so you can get things done. Now, what you can then do is since you have that, you know, you got all three of the categories listed and now you kind of have the extra money left over, whatever that amount is, I want you to put it up top. Okay. So let me explain to you. You got three categories. You got your necessities. You got your income producing um, expenses, and then you got your creature comforts, okay? Now, take that money that's left over that most people will have and then move it up to the top, and I want you to write it on top of the paper and say, whatever that amount is, this is what I'm going to pay for myself, okay? So if it's $300 left over down at the bottom, if it's $67, if it's $1,000, I don't care what the amount is, that's the amount of money you're going to pay to yourself because you're going to be the number one bill or expense on this written plan. Let me explain to you why I actually do that and I suggest people to do this. You know, if you look at any statistics out there with regards to um, personal finance or anything that's actually out there, most um, for, it's actually like 45 to 47% of people don't even have $400 uh, saved up in the savings account or a checking account or any type of thing, anything. Okay, they don't even have 400 bucks. And then they say about 73 to 76% of people can't even put their hands on a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars guys. That's one zero zero zero. 
they can't even put their hands on a thousand dollars now what tends to happen when people go on a written plan and go on a on a actual budget not even cutting their lifestyle just going on a written plan and drawing it out they usually find money that they did not know existed so now since most people don't have a savings and since most people don't have a significant emergency fund that's like the most important portion of your expenses because let me give you an example if you have say a quick fender bender okay on your vehicle remember that's very important because your vehicle expense is probably going to go under your transportation expense which is going to help you produce more income it's super duper important so you might have to spend some money to say fix your car or to keep the maintenance up on it but because it happens sporadically that somebody decided to run a red light on you, run a stop sign, or you hit a pothole and bust out two of your tires like I did, um, you you don't have the money or expenses to pay for right there. Now you have a financial catastrophe because you're calling out of work or if you have a business, you're not meeting, you can't get back and forth to your clients and things of that nature. You, you kind of start going down a downward spiral. So that's why I say let's move that extra money up to the top and make our household the number one bill as far as savings. So I have this mantra that I live by. Um, it comes from the, um, I believe it's the Richest Man in Babylon, uh, George, what is George Clauson? I think so. I could be wrong on the names, but it's the Richest Man in Babylon. And one of the key things about finances is learning how to pay yourself first. Okay. Now I'm getting to the second part of what we talked about with this uh, podcast, you know, we kind of talk about the written plan of how you can kind of start breaking stuff off. So let's go into some of the tactics of how you can actually execute on a lot of those things. So now you start paying yourself first. Okay. So whatever money is left over after your written plan, you start to pay yourself first. Now what tends to happen is even if you just not even investing it, just chucking into a savings account over time, let's say for instance, after your written expenses that all that you can account for physically between all your expenses, everything that you have coming in, your entertainment, your creature conference, everything that you have, you got 200 bucks left over. Well, guess what? If you said that off the top, I'm going to pay myself 200 bucks and put it into a savings account for, for say an emergency fund. After five months of sticking with the plan, you will already be beating out 70 plus percent of Americans because now you have more than a thousand dollars saved. Let me repeat myself. If you save that 200 bucks a month for five months, you've already beaten out 70 plus percent of, 70 plus percent of Americans because you have a thousand dollars saved. Guys, I promise you this. I've sat down with individuals and helped them do a quick budget. And I've seen people can't locate hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, because they're not operating within the the the, uh, the confines of a written plan. Even with not cutting their lifestyle, even with going out to eat three times a week, even with spending the crazy high cell phone bills, even with having all the luxuries in the world, even with buying so much TV that it's so much TV they can't even watch on a monthly basis. You know, they got Hulu, they got Amazon Prime, they got Netflix, they got cable, they got um. You know, they, they, they got Dish Network in another room because they want to get the sports channels. All types of crazy things I've seen. Well, I won't say crazy. I just said there's all types of different things I've seen. And individuals usually have some money left over at the end of the day. And when you operate within the budget and put some boundaries on what where's your money going, 
put, I mean, that's literally what you're doing. You're not cutting anything. You're just putting boundaries on where it's going. You're just directing the flow of traffic. See, just imagine if, if in the metropolitan city, there was no roads or streets to direct traffic and direct people to the direction they need to go. And everybody was just on an open field and you just kind of drive where you want to drive. You know, you just drive. I want to go this, this road running South, but I'm ready to go uh, Northeast. You know, and I just start driving and it's like, like bumper cars, you know, everybody's just driving, which and everywhere. That's pretty much what's going on with people's finances. They're just not operating on a written plan. Now, you can use any type of software if you want to. You can use a budgeting app. If you're a little bit more on the technical side, you can use uh, numbers or Excel. You know, uh, you can do a spreadsheet. Or you can just do old-fashioned legal pad or old-fashioned scratch paper and you just write the stuff down. And you start using this written plan to operate with in regards to what you have going on. And I promise you guys, I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, if you do this one portion within regards to your finance, then you'll be all set, ready to go. And the reason why I know that most people don't operate within a written plan, within a written budget, within something in the source of what I'm talking about is because there's tremendous amounts of research opposed out here that two thirds of Americans do not budget. Two thirds of Americans do not budget. But most Americans, however, agree that budgeting is a really strong point for their households. So most Americans, so most Americans agree that budgeting is very important or detailed or written or computerized budget to have it laid out every single month. But two thirds of them don't, two thirds of people don't even operate with a written budget. Now that's ridiculous. That's crazy. See, let me put it on the flip side. Imagine you went to a grocery store, okay, and you bought all the stuff you needed for your household. And the cashier just decided to basically charge you any prices that she want to. And then once you, she just said a random number on what the price is going to be. And you had no idea what each item costs. The whole store don't have any prices. You just put the stuff in the buggy. You go up front, you get rang up, and they just tell you, they just tell you what, the, um, what the cost is and you're just supposed to pay it. You would be highly upset if you didn't have a detailed or itemized type of receipt or prices labeled to know what you were actually spending. So why is it okay in our household when it comes down to our own expenses and the money that's leaving our particular household a big chunk of our expenses? We don't have any type of any type of detailed itemized log when it comes to our own personal finances. We don't have a receipt for ourselves to show that, yeah. The cable was actually supposed to be 132. I paid 132, and that's where the money went. See, it comes back to mindset with where we're at. See how how backwards and upside down is that? That you know, <laughs> you got the majority of Americans agreeing that a budget is a very very strong tool to use in their household, but yet. You you got two thirds of people not actually agreeing that a budget. Can we at least agree that a detailed written monthly budget is important? And if and if it is, why do we sit up here and and not really get things done? That's where I'm going with this, guys. So I know you know after you're reading this, you're gonna be a person that says, okay. 
Um, this is something I'm going to do. I might do it. Um, I should do it. I want to do it. I need to do it. But the thing I want you guys to do is really take action on this. Take superb action. Take massive action with getting this thing done. And then from there, you'll be all set. See, when you talk about getting within a written plan or a budget, just just X out the idea of his cutting lifestyle. Please X out the idea that it's cutting lifestyle and understand that it's something that's going to be a tool that's going to help you and to deliver yourself not only mentally and sorry, but not only financially, but also mentally and emotionally. Because we all know that most most divorces come about because of finances are not in order. We all know that most stress comes about because of financial stress. Um, things are kind of mixed up in the household with regards to what people have going on with their finances. We have people praying about can they get the bills paid, praying about money, scheming over money, stealing for money, killing money. It's really not that hard when we start fixing our own households and putting some constraints or some boundaries on what we have with regards to money, guys. So what I was saying, one of the quick action that you can actually take place of right now is go ahead and get on the plan really quickly. Just start it. Just start it and see where you end up with. I guarantee you that most most people will find out that they have more money at the end of the month. I, it's very rare where I find a person just financially stressed and stretched out where they can't do anything. It's very, very rare. I do find some people, but it is very, very rare that most most people that's working, got income coming in, are just financially stressed. It's just they don't know where the money's going. And it can be $100, it can be $200, it can be even $1,000 a month that people have actually going on. See, let's think about it like this. I'm, I'm going to actually read a, um, a a quick quick little statistic, you know, um, of what we have going on. So they say, uh, for those who make $75,000 or more a year, 53% of those people use some financial programs versus the 22% of those making less than three than $30,000 a year. So they say conservatives kept budget more than liberals, 35% versus 29%. Independents kept a budget 30%, 36% of the time, beating out Republicans, 34%, and Democrats, 26%. Now, I know that doesn't really mean much when we start talking about the political aspect of it. But I looked at this number that's really starting to me. They said that people making seventy-five thousand dollars or more, you know, they have fifty-three uh, percent of them use financial budgeting software and tools versus twenty-two percent of people. Now, that twenty-two percent of people that make uh, less than thirty thousand dollars a year. Now, when you think about that, you almost it should be in reverse. Um, the people that's making less money. Because the cost of living is so high and things are going up and up and up, you probably should keep uh, more of a detailed budget to know where your money is going. So then you can start taking your money and either um, investing it in some type of way, putting it back into yourself, investing in yourself, or doing things that's going to actually help you create more income. That is super duper critical. I found that my best years were my tightest years where me and my wife, we had the least amount of income. It grew us into the individuals that we are now because we knew how to pretty much stretch a dollar as much as we possibly can and still have a pretty decent lifestyle and still, you know, enjoy life. Now, when we have more money, it just accentuates upon that because we can stretch a dollar on a very, very limited budget. Now, because we have more money, 
we can still live like we had the less money, still enjoy our life, but we have excess capital now that we can invest in businesses, that we can build our retirements, that we can build our futures, because every time we get some more money, we already know how to live on a previous budget and have a great life. Now we have extra money that we can start dumping into things to actually build some serious wealth. See, I'm going to talk about wealth creation and wealth accumulation in another episode, guys. You guys are going to get tremendous, tremendous, tremendous value um, out of this podcast. And, and I hope, I hope, I hope, I definitely, I definitely, definitely, definitely hope that people get some great value out of this. I'm going to be putting everything out there and we're going to keep it, we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it straight up. We're going to let individuals know. Because if you were to go into any business that's been successful in the last 10 to 20 years, any business that's successful, Fortune 500, mom and pop, whatever the case might be, if they're successful and they're sustaining and their growth, I can guarantee you they're operating on some type of budget. And if we all can agree that that's what, that's what the expectation is and that's what's out there, then why do we run our households with no type of budget or no type of written plan? See, let me throw a business equation out there for you so for some of you guys to understand. The way to become profitable is in business is two ways. Number one, you can raise income. So if you raise income, bring in more money, bring in more revenue, you're going to essentially have more profits in, in the simple terms. Or you can reduce expenses, which meaning that you bring in the same revenue that you've normally brought in, but you started making things cheaper. You started operating cheaper and started making more profit. Or you can do what's called kind of a turbo machine where you actually bring in more revenue, but you get more efficient and reduce expenses. And now you have an even wider gap of margin and make even more profits. So your household is nothing different than that. See, when you make out your written plan, now you can say, oh, wow, man, I didn't know that $300 was going straight to Comcast. Oh, wow, I didn't know that $230 were going to State Farm in a form of insurance policy I really don't need. Oh, wow, I didn't know that I was actually spending $600 a month for just going out to eat and having fun. See, now you can start thinking on a wealth mindset and start utilizing you know, the budget to steer you to your next steps in your financial freedom. See, that's where we're going with this, guys. That's what I want you guys to really understand. See, I know I'm diving deep. I'm going philosophical and I do that sometimes and I apologize, but we really have to ingrain ourselves in number one, understanding that a budget doesn't mean cutting lifestyle. Number two, that we have to get on a written plan. And the easiest way to get on a written plan is just simply put your income then on the other side of the paper, on the next page, whatever the case might be, you put what your necessities is and how much that costs on a monthly basis. So that's food, clothing, shelter, roof over your head, lights, gas, water, stuff like that. Then secondly, you put your expenses that's just going to be there for you to actually produce more income, like transportation, insurances, and things like that if you're a business owner. Just anything that you have that's going to... Um, that you're going to need to generate more income. You're going to have that. And then lastly, it's your creature comforts. It's things that you really don't need. You can kind of live, the world isn't going to end if you don't have it. I mean, think about it. I grew up in a time where they were, I grew up in pre-internet. You know, I was a kid in pre-internet. I remember, I remember pre-1999 where internet wasn't the hottest thing and stuff like that. I do remember that time where every household didn't have a computer. 
I do remember that time. I remember where computers cost two, three thousand dollars, and they have basically the uh, they didn't have more technology than the modern day uh, Nintendo Game Boys and DSs and stuff like that. I do remember that time. So you don't necessarily need that stuff. We kind of want it, but we don't really need it. The world isn't going to end if you don't have a cell phone. If you if you don't have a smartphone, if you you kind of get where I'm going. So that's where you put the creature comforts, and then when you find that little money at the bottom that you can't really account for, well, now we're going to assign it a position. And guess what? We're going to put it at the top of the page, number one, and it's going to be our fund to build our emergency fund, our savings, our, our portion to have some money set aside. No matter what the amount is, I don't care if it's 50 bucks, you're going to put it at the top and every single month in your budget, you're going to pay yourself that $50 and start building your emergency fund. So that next time when you have a financial issue that comes up, you can just take care of it and your whole world doesn't collapse collapse in front of you see this is some serious serious stuff guys this is this is some serious mind shit mind uh set shifting but i promise you if you institute those little things there just as far as getting yourself on a written plan when i got myself on a written plan when i started looking at my finances with regards to what i have going on and i started really really focusing on the overall total budget I just started finding money everywhere and I just started saving it and banking it. And then I got, you know, better at it and I started investing more. I started, I started understanding where, you know, I had so much money going out to different companies. I started cutting them out the deal and I really started positioning myself to not only build wealth for my family, but protect my family and things like that. And really, you know, if I have a financial catastrophe or somebody decides to total my car, I can just take cash and go buy another car. See, that's where I'm going with this. So, listen, guys, leave you with those few steps there. Just understand that 46% of people can't get their hands on $400. And 73% of people in America who's working, who's adults, you know, they can't get their hands on $1,000 if they wanted to. And I'm not saying that to be snarky or to say, haha, look at me, I'm doing better than you guys. I'm just putting out what the real numbers are. And that's why I'm doing these different podcasts to make sure that I can deliver as much information as I possibly can to individuals that can actually utilize it. So if you're not, so here's your homework, guys. I'm going to give you guys a little assignment. Yeah, you know, you guys are adults and I'm giving you assignments. But here's the thing. If you're not on a written budget, start one today. Just start writing the stuff out. I'm not saying you got to have it 100% complete. Because remember, in business, every single year they tweak the budget. So you're going to be tweaking your budget every, you know, every so often, every 90 days, every 30 days, every week, whatever you have going on. But let's at least get started with the major things that you know that's going to cost. That's going to cost you. Okay, my rent's this much. My my lights and gas and utilities are this much. Electric is this much. My car payment is this much. My car insurance is this much. This is how much I'm spending on gas. You kind of already know these numbers. Let's just put it on paper, so that when we go through everything, we we'll know exactly where we end up with, guys. And of course. If you do this, you know, definitely get definitely uh, reply back wherever this is posted at. Um, I want to have it on several different mediums that you guys can get this podcast. Just reply back. Let me know what you guys find. I'm just curious, you know, so I'm doing kind of a social experiment at the same time, too. But I'm just kind of curious on what you guys have found. because I know what my results are, but I want to know what you guys' results are. And if this is really, really something that you can dig deep in. And. You know, a lot of people are probably going to bring things up like, well, what about Mint.com? What about QuickBooks? What about all different types of uh, personal um, money management applications out there? That's absolutely cool. 
you know, I use Mint. I use Mint too as the Mint application. But here's the thing. It usually just, you know, if you set the budgets up in there, within there, it's cool and it's great. But it's nothing like actually physically sitting down, writing it with your own handwriting and taking the time to really stretch yourself a little bit financially and really understand where your money's going. There's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing, no substitute regards to that. I'm all for the applications and stuff like that and utilizing your budget. But when you write that baby out and you sit down and be like, I'm spending this much money on this, you will start to have some different trains of thought. And um, it will really, really, really help you guys get to where you're going. So I want to thank you guys for our first episode of the Be Great With Your Money. Uh, we talked about budgeting. We talked about a few statistics. We talked about, you know, the different ways that I tell people the easiest way to set up a budget. Um, you know, it's a great, 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 great aspect. I've used that same style of budgeting when I'm helping people out financially or when I'm, you know, just in my own personal budget. I use it the same exact way, guys. So thank you for joining me on this podcast. This is episode one, episode one, episode uno, the first one, the pinnacle, the first one to get the ball rolling. Hey, guys, I've had fun uh, talking about this stuff. I love talking about money and finance and personal finance, especially, and things that can help people out. Because I always say this, you know, money is probably not the most important thing in life, but you can't do anything unless you have money. So just let that kind of marinate, guys. My name is James Anderson at I am JD Anderson. You guys can check me out all over whatever social media. Connect with me, Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, you know, all those things out there. It's the same thing at I am JD Anderson. I look forward to hearing you guys great results on setting up your written plan. And then I will talk to you guys on the next, next episode. You guys enjoy be great with your money. This episode of the Be Great With Your Money podcast was brought to you by JDA Solutions, where strategy is how you win financially. Visit JDA-Solutions.com and click learn more for more information.